Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And uh, we're here to talk about a TV show this time. Uh, because it was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've, we were, uh, we spent a couple weeks here and there going over, uh, what was it so-called even? Like Zoe's Extreme Extraordinary? Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I have it right here. <laughs> is that the name? Exceptional. Damn! So cool! <laughs> we watched so much of it and you didn't know the name of it? No, I had no idea what the name was. Uh, but no, it was it was a very very fun show, and we we watched it for like a couple weeks there and just slammed right through it, and decided to talk about it because it is uh just so very depressing. It's not depressing. <laughs> it's pretty sad, uh, but in in the in the goodest of ways. Before we get into like the actual show itself, I remember seeing commercials for this show for like I swear to God six months, just on youtube playing i think even the entire first episode yeah um, i think so like the pilot yeah but just playing as youtube ads which was <laughs> wow absolutely I'm... youtube does now though it is it's so weird i know that they also did it with the entire lego movie yeah when the lego movie 2 was coming out they just for as ads showed the entire lego movie one and that's so weird <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I remember almost watching the first episode at least two, three dozen times. Uh, but it seemed interesting from the beginning, just like, oh, this this will be a musical. Uh, not like, but not super unlike Glee. Yeah. Uh, which I remember being fond of when I was younger, so um, I figured it would probably be good. But it just ne- I was just never super, I don't know, like tempted. So... Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. She goes for a checkup or some sort of... Why did she go to the hospital? I don't remember. Oh, I think she's going to see if she has the same thing her dad might have. Oh, yes. So she's going to get like a CAT scan to check out her brain. Um, And there's an earthquake. Oh, no. <laughs> and the machine like malfunctions and somehow... All the songs in the universe are now inside her head. <laughs> well, the, the the person conducting the MRI CAT scan, I forgot what it was, uh, is listening to Pandora. And somehow the earthquake did something to the computer. Yeah. And magic, I it guess. zapped her and then now she knows all the music. <laughs> all of it. All is... of it. Songs she doesn't even know. Most of before. them are songs she does not recognize. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, but yeah, she, she, like you said, she gets zapped with power, I guess. And from there forward, she just starts hearing music like a fucking sociopath. Yeah, but it's not like just randomly hearing music. Um, the reason she hears music is because people are singing it. So this show is a comedy musical sort of deal. Um, so people burst out into song and they dance around everybody does their own you know choreographed thing um but it's like their feelings and in, in a musical that's normally what it is the song either informs the viewer of the this character's emotional state or to further on the the story whatever yeah, which this does but just in a very uh explicit part of the canon sort of way mm-hmm. which is a very fun little 
little thing they do there. Yeah. It's not like people all over the world just randomly burst out singing and people are like, oh, this is normal. People sing all the time. Like, it's not, this isn't the sound of music. This is, <laughs> she is seeing this, but nobody else is. Mm-hmm. And she thinks she's going crazy. Yeah. I mean, she is. Yeah. Even <laughs> the people like singing to her and dancing in front of her, like once they're done, she'll be like, uh, why did you just do that? And they'll be like, what? I didn't do anything. Like they don't know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even, it's almost definitely not actually occurring in the real world. Like there, there's plenty of scenes where they show, oh, this is just sort of happening in her head and she can see it and see and hear it and even sometimes almost be a part of it, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to actually do with what's happening in the real world, yeah. uh, according to her friend Mo and other <laughs> participants. But it always is completely accurate to the person's heart and soul and what they need and desire. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a small ensemble of pretty fun characters. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a pretty diverse cast for what it's worth. Uh, no Hispanic men, but you know, I can... That's okay. Yeah, yeah, there's not. No. Nope. Uh, but there is uh, the, the the white guy. Oh, my Lord. Skylar Aston. He's, he's very popular as far as I know. He was in one of the song movies, right? <laughs> I don't want to say picture. I can't first. save you. You're just, you just keep digging your, your own grave. He wasn't pitch perfect. Though, he right? was. He okay. wasn't pitch perfect. He was the main love interest. Okay, I didn't want, <laughs> didn't want to say it and be super wrong, <laughs> but I am right. <laughs> he's the main character or main love interest in Pitch Perfect, so you know he's got he's got some singing power behind yeah. him. He was also in Twenty One and Over. Um, he was on Glee for a stint, Pitch Perfect Two. Um, <laughs> so he's he's a very musical man. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's fun, the fun thing for me, though, is, like, he's possibly one of the best singers on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few that are pretty darn good. But the rest of them aren't that great. The rest of them are kind of just okay. Um, Alex Newell, who plays Mo, is also just, like, a singer. Um, yeah, that's the I other don't, one. I don't know about... Really good. Yeah, I don't, and nobody else. Um, Peter Gallagher, who plays Zoe's dad, he had a pretty good voice. So I feel like he uh, he's, that... a, he's a, a older, so... Like, he's probably been in a lot of stuff, like, that I don't know, and, like, mm-hmm. set before my time. So, he could have possibly been in something... More musical. More musical. He also looks at the kind of person, like, uh, like Hugh Jackman, who's been in so many, like, <laughs> plays and musicals, stage musicals no one's ever heard of or seen. That's just like, oh, he's almost a professional at singing these things. What the, what the hell's going on? That's Wolverine. This is yeah. so weird. <laughs> but that seems like the kind of guy who would also be like incredibly adept at stage. So maybe that's part of his uh, his talents. Maybe. But yeah, uh, Skylar Aston and Alex Nemel. <laughs> I can see it. It's New <laughs> Noel. Newell? Yeah. Neville or Newell? <laughs> it's a W in the middle. New L. How does that <laughs> that Well this is this Well is... I can tell your your first language isn't English. Ooh. <laughs> hey, that's fine. We're getting married. I I have a 
Well, anyway, but you can really tell. <laughs> you can really tell that uh, Skylar and Alex. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember the last names. You're anymore. you're real spacey right now. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not good with names. They are. I think undoubtedly the two best singers mm-hmm. in the cast, and uh, they're whenever they do the little performances, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skylar has my favorite dances and performances in the show. Oh yeah, Max. Max, <laughs> his character is the best character. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a lot of fun. Um, but both of them, their characters, uh, Skylar's character is Max, mm-hmm. and Alex's character Mo. Uh, are both real fun characters and they're Zoe's best friends and one's, you know, an older best friend and one's a newer best friend and one's a sexual uh, tension <laughs> sort of character. It's, it's uh, they have a fun little dynamic and uh, it changes a lot throughout the show very quickly, which I, I found to very interesting, like how quickly mm-hmm. the, the relationship between the characters shifted. Usually it seemed to take a little longer, feel a little drawn out, but now she's like, nope, boom, 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 boom. I know exactly what you're feeling. This is what I'm going to do now. This is what I'm going to do now. And here's what's going on mm-hmm. after all that happened. Like it's, it's very fast paced and for most of these moments, yeah. which I, I found very pleasing. It, it, I feel like it's kind of realistic and like some of the things Zoe does is frustrating. Oh, yeah. Or like you get mad at, or like, oh, why did why did you do that? Why did you do that to him? Or why did you say that to this person? But then you realize, if you were in that situation, you, you it's likely that you might do the same thing because she's like stressed out over these multiple things, and like there's these two guys, and there's just, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot going on for her, and she's really confused, and she might be going crazy, and she has a, so much she has to worry about and think about that she might not be making the best choices because she's maybe still just very confused. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 interesting because there's plenty of moments where it's like, ah, that seems like the ho- worst decision ever. But also, if you were reading everyone's feelings and thoughts and emotions through song, like, like that's not a normal situation. That probably tempers your... Uh, your ability to be a reasonable human being sometimes. Yeah, like if whenever people ask you, like, what superhero or what superpower would you want? Time control. Sure, that's an awful idea. <laughs> um, but most of the time on the list, there's mind reading, and I just. I guess if you could turn it on and off, maybe. But if it's just always on? But if, yeah, if it was always on. Uh, there's no quiet. Mm-mm. Yeah, but... And you, sometimes people think things and it's like just a quick thought. And they realize, wait, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe you hear something you're not supposed to hear. Or maybe you hear something out of context. Or you hear something that... You weren't meant to hear because they're still figuring things out. Like, there's a lot of problems that can come into mind reading or time travel. That's an awful idea. You're going to ruin everything. Yeah. Also, like, she's a she's a single lady in the programming world. That's the setting that this is in. Uh, so, like, 
a lot of her mind reading comes from like co-workers and strangers and so on and so forth but like imagine being like a parent with constantly on mind mind reading nonsense and just like i wouldn't want to be yeah as soon as your hit, kid hits puberty it's like oh this is the worst worst existence ever <laughs> uh yeah like i said if you could turn it on and off that would be the best version of that power still not great <laughs> And I would prefer to be able to teleport like Hayden Christensen in Jumper. Uh, I love seeing Darth Vader <laughs> in Jumper. Or, I don't know, maybe a control nature. Mm. Maybe be able to shapeshift into an animal. That'd be fun. Yeah. I always wanted to be Mystique when I was younger. Hmm. She was always so cool. Or Storm. See. But mainly it was Mystique because she's blue. <laughs> blue. I like that she was blue. <laughs> uh that's fair nightcrawl is one of my favorites we're so far off track <laughs> but uh but yeah the, the these three characters are kind of like the the center of the show for me personally and there's a uh, a smaller group of side characters who are as important as you know the other ones but if any characters were to be dropped off or anything like that these three i feel like probably be the ones whose storylines continue beyond that mm -hmm. um but beyond those three uh mo of which takes the role of i'm gonna coach you through your powers and mm -hmm. write down or at least be there for you yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write down all of the weird shit you you say happens and then we'll see we'll see if there's anything that matches mm -hmm. uh but the other characters are simon simon i was gonna say sam i was so close mm -hmm. <laughs> our simon he's the other uh rival love interest uh, a smoldery black man with a uh a loving fiance <laughs> i mean i guess it, the love seems very like superficial very at not strong yeah it seems <laughs> like sorry no yeah. you're fine i was just going to say it seems like a relationship that was really powerful for a little while mm -hmm. and then slowly just kind of tapered yeah like maybe at first they really connected and hit it off um, but this last year, even before he met Zoe, like, things were going downhill, and his father had passed away, so, like, he was not in a very great emotional state, and he needed a lot of, like, tending, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, tending to, and she got tired of it, which isn't great. great. <laughs> um, but, I mean, helping someone mourn is not a easy yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not easy, and for some people, it's not something they maybe excel at mm -hmm. or they want to do every day for six months um yeah. and <sighs> she just you know it took a toll on her too having to see her fiance go through that and they didn't seem to communicate at all he did not seem to talk to her yeah there, there's the reason him and zoe get so close is because they talk about their fathers who are sick or have mm -hmm. passed and you can tell, just like, he, he should be telling this to his soon-to-be wife. Like, it's fine if you talk to your friends about this stuff and someone who can relate, that's good. But he's talking so deeply about these things, and he's even talking about his fiance, and Like, they're getting kind of weirdly intimate and texting when maybe they shouldn't. And... Yeah, and like, don't get us wrong. Like, you can always have intimate relationships with whoever. But the fact that... Like, there's a scenes here and there where they acknowledge, like, oh, I think you're, 
your wife knows that we're like best friends or something. And there's like And they get awkward about it. Like, and it's like you there's you, no you should, reason for you to feel awkward if you don't have yeah, feelings. That's where it became not okay. Yeah. Like before then it's like, well, I mean, you should talk to your wife if you're feeling this way, but like I get it, you find help where you can. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, Oh, she she might she might know, well that's not good. Yeah. I don't like, think. Well that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. That right there is because, not acceptable. Okay, sure, continue talking to each other. But, like, tell your fiancé, like, oh, hey, Jess, uh, her name was Jessica, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I'm talking to, to Zoe, or I'm going to go have coffee with Zoe and talk about stuff. Um, but keeping it a secret yeah. makes it shady. Makes and, like, it even so though shady. you're just talking, yeah, and it, it's I've... weird. And... and because there's feelings behind it, it makes it worse. Oh, yeah. I feel like the thing with it, too, is, like... Like, okay, <laughs> it would be difficult, don't get me wrong, to say to your fiance, hey, I have a lot of problems with the whole passing of my father, and you're not good at helping me feel better. I need to talk to someone else. You're someone who has fatherly problems and I connect to better than you. Mm-hmm. That's not comfortable. But well, I feel like she's, like, if, if you're understanding about it, like, hey, this person just knows what's going on better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's acceptable. That's like, oh, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. And I, I believe after a while, Jessica comes to Zoe and is like, hey, thank you for talking to Simon about this stuff. I know you guys relate more on it and I've not been completely great at doing it. <laughs> so, like, she acknowledges and she knows that they're talking, but there's, Zoe and Simon still act weird about it. Yeah, so clearly there's some sort of level beyond. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Jessica maybe tries to become sort of friends with Zoe, but Zoe gets weirded out. And it's Which like, is... why are you why are you weirded out? You know, like, it's not like you're cheating, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're wrecking home right now. <clears throat> so, yeah. And all of this is, like, pretty much thrown in at the first episode like yeah all of these relationships are pretty quickly established uh the episodes are pretty long yeah they're like an hour long 45 minutes hour with the commercials because yeah uh (laughs) this is not connected to the show but i think we're gonna wrap up soon this seems like a quick one so i want to talk about a commercial we saw (laughs) (laughs) this has nothing to do with anything i know we saw it like a hundred times it was this commercial where every few seconds someone would be about to like fall and fatally break a bone or injure themselves because they're super old. And the entire commercial's like, are you ready to die? If not, here's some medicine to give you stronger bones. <laughs> but it was so ominous. I loved it. I loved every time I saw that commercial. <laughs> that was your highlight of watching this show. One was of them, seeing the, the commercials. One of the five highlights was that for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so, other than Simon and Jessica, mm-hmm. uh, there's the big boss. Yes, Joan. Joan. Uh, immediately, I like her. She's, yeah. She's pretty great. <laughs> she's pretty great. Like, she has her issues. She's, you know, big business lady with a, a horrible, awful husband. She's just trying to make her way in this business, you know? Yeah. Trying to get out from under her husband, who everybody adores even though he's a trash garbage trash garb uh yeah she she immediately comes off as like i don't care about literally any living creature 
But she's actually incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout the show, she's consistently a like, very nice person. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just to Zoe, but, you know, whatever. Well, I feel like she just puts up a front for the most part to try to make people respect her as their boss. Because otherwise they'd be like, oh, it's a lady boss. <laughs> but, yeah, I, mean. I understand. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's very nice because she gives a real a whole lot of uh humanity to her role i mm-hmm. think it's really well well done um then there's the other two programmers <laughs> the other two uh leaf and that's such a dumb fucking tobin name. Uh, leaf and tobin leaf and tobin which they're both <laughs> so lame but you gotta love them because leaf is so stuck in his own world and trying to be like, I feel like he has his own issues with, like, his family. And, like, it, it's made him, like, have this powerful need and desire to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why he is the way he is. But he honest to God loves Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so kind of sweet. And then uh. Tobin. <laughs> okay, so He's... if anyone else has watched Parks and Rec, imagine Tom. But somehow worse in every way, but still funny. Yeah. Still incredibly funny. And, well, I don't know if he's worse or if like, he's just like on the same level or if he's better. Because he acknowledges. He, he'll he make a comment and be like, I've only made this comment because I've been rejected by all the women in my life. Including my mother. And then he'll walk away with like, a sad face. And it's like, what the heck? You can't just say something like that and excuse it with like, oh, got a bad family. Um, but he's... But it, it, it's just funny that he he acknowledges that like the stuff he does possibly comes from this place where he has a lot of baggage, but he doesn't Not unload do the baggage. He doesn't put it away, you know? He still he's... does the thing he was going to do. Yeah. He just also goes, also, here's why. He gets better. Yeah. He starts to like... Uh, calm down and catch himself from saying things because he starts to actually like, excuse me, Joan and Zoe. Leaf no. or Tobin? Tobin. Tobin, okay. Yeah, but they're fun. And then there's a bunch of nameless programmers. Mm-hmm. And then there's always family, oh. which are in every single episode and are very important in every single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother is some... Um, Lawyer or like a, yeah, I think defense, a yeah, defense attorney, defense attorney or something. His, and then his wife is it's like a prosecutor. She's the opposite yeah, of him. Yeah, she's like way higher up there. <laughs> or like she does corporate law or something. She makes a fuckload of money. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And uh, and they're pregnant with their first child. And then there's mom and dad who used to run like this gardening company, like, yeah, landscaping, like landscaping sort of deal. Um, who Jessica hired to do <laughs> for her and Simon's wedding, which turns into a bunch of shenanigans. But um, Mom is very sweet. If you've ever seen Step Brothers, she's the mom from Step Brothers. <laughs> um, oh my God! Mary, she is <laughs> Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen. Yeah. Steenburgen. She plays Maggie Clark, and her husband Mitch Clark is um sick. He's not really. He's not sick or ill. He's just got a disease. Yeah, he's got a degenerative disorder that shuts down his body. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like the the main, honestly, like the the main point of the whole show, really. Yeah, which is interesting because like they make it seem like the first, like the a plot, is 
Zoe and her romances and all this stuff. And then they make the B-plot this really emotional connection between Zoe and her family and her dad who's trapped in his body. And despite it being the B-plot, it is the genuine motivation for everything. Mm -hmm. It's really neat because like every episode there's, oh, what happens with your romance and other stuff? And then it almost always ends or comes back to, but what's happening with my family? What's happening here? The end of each episode always ends her hanging out with her family Mm -hmm. or something happening with her family. And when she first gets this power to see people dance around and sing, and you meet her father, you think, oh, God, yes. Like, like finally let him do something, because apparently he's been sitting on this couch, not able to talk or move for... Well, obviously, it's not just on the couch, but that's his, like, main spot is on the couch. Um, for, like, half a year or so, and... You know, the mom still loves him. She's still taking care of him. You know, she's obviously very sad that she can no longer properly communicate with her husband. Yeah. Um, but in, like, the first episode or, like, the very beginning or so of the second episode, I think, he gets up and he starts dancing and singing with Zoe. <laughs> and it's just really happy because even though he might not know he's doing it, it kind of helps her. Like, even though she knows it's not real, it's kind of like a, I don't know, she could picture it as him being happy for just that minute. Mm-hmm. And it is him being happy because it's how he feels. It's his, mm-hmm. you know, his true desires and emotions. And it's, it's, it is genuinely lovely to, to see the, this first form of communication that they encounter because it's their first chance to really... Uh, understand what he's feeling mm-hmm. because of like in the first episode they mentioned a couple times here and there like does he even know what we're saying like is he even there still like they weren't sure and Zoe was able to use her powers to confirm my dad's still there mm-hmm. that's still my dad not just his body which would be sad <laughs> yes. yes it would be sad <clears throat> um but when we went into this show we you know we're expecting Comedy musical. And that's what we got. That's what we got. It was very good. Um, Max is my favorite character. Mm -hmm. Um, Simon, I thought, was problematic. But in the end, I was like... In reality, if you were in his position, you'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I I always thought... I always preferred Max just because I always like the best friend. Mm -hmm. Love each other sort of deal. I'm always going to root for the best friend. If there's a movie... (laughs) But the best friend is a potential love interest, and he, the main character doesn't get with them, I get very upset. Like, <laughs> 16 Candles. Who cares about that jock boy? He's not even that great looking. And he's kind of creepy. You barely talk, and then he shows up at your sister's wedding with a birthday cake for you. He's also very... And then you sit alone with him on your kitchen table. That's weird. Also, he's pretty problematic himself. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't think he, she was. She was not in love with her best friend, but there it was been better than this guy. Yeah, but there was. What movie was it? She, oh God, I can't remember what movie it was. But she same Molly Ringwald character, because um, she is the same character in all of her movies. Um, <laughs> she was friends. She's best friends with the char- John Cryer's character, um, Ollie. He is the uh, brother. In Two and a Half Men, um, opposite uh, Charlie Sheen. 
Well, I figured you would have said um, <laughs> But he, um, when he was younger, he was a cutie. And he was real dorky and, like, he's trying to be cool. And then instead of getting with him, she gets with some loser dude. And it's just lame. <laughs> Whenever someone turns down their best friend for someone else, it's lame. And I know maybe they don't have feelings for them the same way. But it makes for a more fun movie. It's, it's cute. In my opinion. It's more satisfying, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Simon was always going to be on the, you know, losing streak for me. Because I, I do prefer that real cheesy, cliche, love your best friend mm-hmm. movie thing. Because, I don't know, movies we watched when we were younger, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so Simon was already on that sort of losing streak for me. But I never thought he was bad. I always just thought, like, this guy is genuinely trying to just be loving, mm-hmm. but is not doing yeah. a good fucking job. And he, they did have opportunities where they could have gone too far, mm-hmm. and they didn't because they were like, I may be um, emotionally compromised with you, <laughs> but I nice. am yet to actually like physically cheat. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, there's, there's one infidelity for a brief moment, but that's it. Yeah, a kiss. It's a kiss. It's a kiss. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I thought I really thought he was gonna be put out, made to be a little more garbo. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's just like no, I, I hope he comes out happy too. Yeah, like I really and hope. Like in out. the in the love triangle between Simon, Zoe, and uh, Max, I feel like the audience is kind of Mo, because in the beginning of the season, Mo is rooting for Max. Because she's like, oh, he's your best friend, and he's a cutie. But then she sees Simon, and she's like, oh, dang, he's hot. Like, I'm kind of like these both of these guys. And then she hears what Zoe and Simon are up to, and she's like, oh, no, no, Simon. I'm not on Team Simon. Look what he's doing, you know? And then eventually she talks to Simon, and Mo is kind of more understanding because she's like, uh, okay, never mind. I'm not on either team because it's, I it's, it, complicated. it's complicated. And Ma- uh, Max is great, and he loves you. You can tell. But Simon, like from the outside, it might look like he's just being a twat and cheating on his wife. But really, he's just also very confused and hurt and has a lot going on. Yeah, it's it's all very linked to people just trying to process their emotions. That's like the core of the show. Which is like. All right, here's a feeling and a thought and a thing that people are internalizing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to deal with it in every episode, no matter what's going on. There's always some emotional disconnection that people are trying to fix. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty lovely. Like, I, that's obviously a conceit of any show, any ever. It's like there's always some emotional hook or this or that. But this show literally made the emotional hook the, the entire premise is acknowledging those and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So that was that was cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a good show. I didn't expect to cry as much as I did. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once per episode, too. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, which, is, which was strange, because, um, like I said earlier, we were, you know, expecting a comedy and a musical, but we were not expecting to cry no. or to sob. <laughs> uh, I tried really hard not to cry, not because I'm too manly to cry <laughs> but just because like i don't know sometimes i'm like i don't want to cry right now i don't want to be that emotional but oh my god i 
kind of love it when a movie can make me cry or like when it makes me feel things whether it's sad or angry or something else um because usually you just watch a movie and you're like oh that was fun but sometimes you get a movie that's like oh my god don't let this happen and then you cry or you're super happy or you're super like angry at the thing or scared or whatever it may be and I think they did a good job at um the emotional roller coaster. <laughs> like, you're most of the time rooting for someone or having a laugh. And then at the end of the episode, it would, like, crash and be sad. And then it would pick right back up at the next episode and be happy. And then crash and be sad. So, like, it was up and down, up and down. Which sounds like it would make for a bad show or, like, I don't know, annoying or frustrating. But it was a really good. Like, the way they did it wasn't like, harsh or anything. It was very smooth. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a jarring change. It was, like you said, like a sh- like a, like a roller coaster. You just went down the hill, and it brought you everywhere you needed to be. Mm-hmm. It was pretty damn good. It was good. Um, honestly, that's all I've got to say, unless you want to uh, give a spoiler warning and talk about the ending. No, I mean, that's all i got to say. I feel like this is one of those shows where... It's not super old yet, but it's not super new, so maybe people will have time to go watch yeah. it for themselves. And it's not super long. You're still pretty much quarantined, so you could still <laughs> yeah, just it's binge watch a show. 12 episodes, that's one day. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> uh, the ending, uh, you'll, you'll catch up. I will say that when we watched it, uh, Jane... Levy, Levy, the girl who plays um, Zoe. Every time I saw her, I could not see her from Evil Dead. She plays the possessed sister in the new Evil Dead movie that oh. came out a couple years ago. And didn't even recognize. It was it's such a difference between her being you know Evil Dead possessed, <laughs> black tar puke and all this garbage, from to, to like a happy wearing bright pink like sweaters and dancing around it was very strange <laughs> but it was good yeah i i, I recommend it to pretty much anyone who's willing to yeah. give a good laugh and cry I a mean, little bit even if you don't like musicals you give this one a shot because it's not really it doesn't really feel too much like a musical it feels like a show that once in a while has music in it yeah and it you know it does play with that whole idea of a musical by being a musical that someone acknowledges isn't real mm-hmm. and it's like it's all very contained in a way that if you're not super into musicals you might still enjoy this for the basic premises mm-hmm. and even appreciate the the jokes that they make at musicals like Asian. Mm-hmm. that's very interesting because um her power can be messed with yeah. like depending on how she's feeling or if she's super sad it can like glitch and like mess up and maybe she's the one singing and can't stop and people are freaking out at her <laughs> like it's it's fun i would recommend it mm-hmm. all right so uh that's it that's it that's all we got that's all we got that's all we got <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next week uh, probably with whatever we have up next which we haven't actually decided yet so we'll see you then <laughs> bye. bye love you <laughs>